before we take the worship team down, I just felt like, uh, can we just honor him with praise right now? Not with it, not with, don't start singing, just give me some keys right now. No, I, I don't, we're gonna not just clap, we're gonna just, I just felt like, like can we just give the, the Lord a moment? I want to give him my whole life, but there's something about not rushing. So Lord, if you guys want to stand, you want to sit there, can we just focus on him? Don't, don't even worry about me right now. Can you just, in your own hearts, there's just something about dwelling on him as we praise him. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That word you studied is to praise him, to honor him, to give him glory. So let's just do that in our spirit right now. Let's just do that. Those who are watching right now, just do that in your home. Just say, Lord, I just stop for a moment and dwell on you. Nothing else. I ask distractions go. It's like I can just hear that sweet, quiet voice say, would you come away with me? Would you come away with me? As you do that, I can just see like distractions are going, but not just for this moment. There's something about dwelling on him that changes everything. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Jesus. 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 We focus back on the truth. Jesus. Jesus. Let heaven come. Let your kingdom come. Come on, as soon as you focus on him, the kingdom of heaven just penetrates. It's, just, it's like the attention of heaven comes. Because heaven concentrates on him. We give glory to your name this morning, God. We give glory to you, God. You deserve all our praise, our everything. Our everything, God. I am nothing without you. We are nothing without you, God. Burn with revival in us first, Lord God. Revive us today. Revive my being today. Not in my neighbors. Not Revive me today. That's your prayer. Don't worry about your spouse. Don't worry about your family member. Don't worry about your neighbor that caused trouble today. No, no. Right now we just focus on your relationship with him. Your relationship. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. I, we were singing a song. When he walks in the room. When he walks, when, when Jesus walks through, everything changes. The thing is, church, we got to realize that Jesus dwells within you. If you are a loving, fire-breathing Christian, if you have asked Jesus Christ into your Lord, uh, if you become Lord of your life, any time in life, right now, that Jesus dwells within you. And when we allow him to sit upon the throne, he does walk in the room wherever you go. I understand that song is just bringing remembrance, and that's so key for the church. We need to remember what he's doing. But remember, he handed you the keys. He handed you. He put it on you. You are his ambassador. You are heaven on earth when you choose to. The gospel, the truth of the word is simpler than we realize. We make up so much more to it. But when we focus back on him, when we give him the glory, we allow him to be upon that throne, everything changes. Everything changes. Perspective changes. You don't have to worry no more because he promises you don't have to worry. Tomorrow doesn't matter because it's the moment with Jesus. Come on, Lord. I just pray right now over especially this North American church. 
where there's so much going around, so much going on, Lord God, that we get back to actually having a moment with you. That moment. Not what's for lunch, this moment now. Create in me a clean heart, oh God. Renew a right spirit in me, oh God. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on. Because he loves you. He loves you. He loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He bankrupt heaven so that we could live heaven on earth. Not heaven when we get to heaven. We get to live it now. We get to live in communion with him. We realize. We read the Old Testament. We read all these stories. They didn't get to experience what you get to experience. You get to experience what Adam and Eve experienced. Oh, I hear. So often we go, oh, I wish, oh, Adam and Eve, you blew it. No, 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 no. They did, but today it's your accountability because he paid the price so you get to be restored back to dominion. You get to be restored back to being right standards. You get to be restored back where you can boldly come before the throne. You get to be restored back where the word says you are seated in heavenly places. If you're seated in heavenly places, you just got to open your eyes and see what heaven's doing. It's all back to you, Jesus. It's all back to you, Jesus. It's that simple, Lord. Get us back to you, Jesus. Get us back to you, Jesus. We honor you. We praise you. We praise you. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, you're everything. You're everything. Jesus, you're everything. Come on, tell him you're his everything. He's your everything. He's your everything. Burn for him once again. Burn for once again. Fall in love with him again. First love once again. Come on, church. It's our choice. It's our choice. You're one choice away to burn. Come on, you at home. It's one choice. You now in our satellite campus, burn. Don't just look at a screen. Engage heaven this morning. Cry out for your revival. Revival comes when people lay their lives down and get on fire and say, burn me. I'll stay in the upper room. I'll stay there until something happens. Lord God, bring back the vigor to the church. Bring back faithfulness to the church. It says, I will stay. I will go after you until something changes. Something has to change, church. I want something to change in my life. I want to be more on fire. We need to be more on fire. But the only way that works as a walking believer is we follow him. Jesus went around and said, follow me. I'll make you disciples. I want to be a disciple, a follower of Jesus all my days. I don't want to get to a point where I think I know too much. There's never a point, you guys. Never a point. He wants to show you another facet. He wants to show another part of him. But you have to spend time with him. You gotta focus on him. You gotta burn with him. Come on, Lord, deliver us from all evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Come on, Jesus. Burn with us, God. 
stir within us, God. Change us from the inside. Change us from the inside, God. Change us from the inside. Behind us, the kingdom, the power, and the glory. We worship you, God. We worship you, God. We worship you, God. Oh, this week I was just spending time with Jesus. What does that look like? It looks like that for so many different for everybody. You don't look, need to look like the next person. My relationship with my wife is different than your relationship with your wife or your spouse or your friend. It looks different because she's different. I know her. Oh, you guys. He just wants to embrace us. Come on, some of you just need a hug. Just in your own imagination. Don't be scared of your imagination. God gave it to us. Just let him hug you again. Ask the question. Don't be worried. Boldly come to the throne and say, God, Father, show me how good you are. Can I experience your love again? Remember that time? Remember many years ago? When I came to the altar, where I came and said, I laid my life down, and it felt so good. I felt so excited. I had so much expectation. I thought that I could change the world with you, Jesus. Give it back to me, Jesus. It never changed. You change. He never changes. You changes. He never changes. It's the simplicity of the gospel. Oh, you're burning me up, Lord. Burn me up, God. Burn me up. Burn me up, oh God. Burn us up, oh God. Burn us up, oh God. Come on. Let it burn you up. So they'll look at you and say, what's with them? And, and others will that know you will say, they've been with Jesus. They've been with Jesus. Have you spent time with Jesus before you get up? Before you go to your workplaces? Before you go shopping? Before you get in the car? If you haven't, how are you going to change the world? How are you going to change the world for Him? Come on, many of us walk around with these burdens. We walk around going, what's up? And it's because we haven't asked Him. Come on. So often we're walking around going, what's going on, God? It's just confusing me. But you're, not, you're just complaining. You're not asking and expecting an answer. It's a relationship. He speaks to us. Come on, God. Revive us, oh God. Revive us, oh God. You know what? I am excited. I'm excited. Because I want to be more revived. I want to be like David that choose to stir myself up in the Lord. I choose today to stir myself up in the Lord to go forward. I choose. Two choices. Either just live or choose to look to Jesus. So this morning we choose to look at Jesus, right? We choose to look at Jesus. Don't get caught up in going, wow, this just feels like an old, re some revival meeting. No, no, no. It is supposed to feel like that. But your life is supposed to feel like that. The greatest meeting you've ever been at should be your everyday lifestyle. There's people that just feel, I want to declare this right now in the spirit. There's people here that have experienced amazing moves of God. They've experienced things that God's done in their own personal life. I'm talking encounters with God, seeing miracles on the streets, seeing miracles at home, seeing breakthrough. And I want to declare again, today is another day. Let's see it again. I can feel it. The enemy's like, oh, that's your old. Oh, no, that's your old. No, it's today. And guess what? You don't have to work to get there because he already paid the price. Because we live in the New Testament, the New Covenant, which is grace. 
You know the coolest thing about grace? I'm not listening to my message. The grace is that you get favor before you do anything because he did it all. We have to realize that. You can't work it up. When we pray for people to be healed, when we pray to the people that are sick, we get so caught up in thinking we have to do this and do that and think of this, we just got to get back to Jesus. We're not accountable for the results. He is. I was talking to Dan and Trisha this morning. We got to start being more prophetic in the church. Why? Because we need to encourage each other. Oh, no, no, you, Brad, you, Kevin, and Joe, you guys, you guys go get prophetic words and go give it to us. No! That can be great. That's awesome. But you guys need to stir it up. During the day, during the week, those who are married need to look over in the morning and prophesy over your spouse. Good things. No, you want to see change speaking into existence. Call things that are not into existence. Hey, that's a biblical principle. Call it forth. Get excited. The Lord told me yesterday that Jim, he says, remind my people that this COVID season is never going to be an excuse for your calling being held back. It never is. The day of the day you're accountable, you're never going to go, well, I had to stay home so I didn't, I, I, I didn't do what you asked me to do. No. It doesn't work that way. Because guess what? Heaven isn't watching COVID. Guess what? Heaven doesn't watching Fox, CNN. They're not sitting there watching that. They're going, well, come on, church. Did you see Jeremy got excited today? You see Noreen today, he's got excited today. Did you see, did you see, did you see the, my children doing the stuff? Come on. So you need to turn off the social media and all the news and just type, go, if you, an easy one is go on YouTube, type Todd White. He always has New Testaments. Go type Heidi Baker, New Testament. New Testimonies every day. Phone up Jeremy, he's got them all the time too. Phone up your neighbor, find out. But you know what's cool is when you start phoning your neighbor, say, hey, Doreen, do you have a testimony? If she doesn't get, have one, she'll get one. Because that's what happens when you create that kind of culture. We want to expect to see God moving with each other, not waiting for Sunday to have something happen. Come on, church. That's why we believe so much in life groups here. We have a community. You don't have to wait because church doesn't just come on Sunday morning. And we've seen that because you guys, you guys are thriving. The church is thriving. You guys, there's good things happening. I've been telling people, go look at the good things. Go check it up. There's people going down into what, um, where it was, CHOP, whatever it was called in Seattle there, that, that messed up thing there. Dude, Charlie Champ and um, Re- Seattle Revival Center, they were going down there. Dude, I want, you can watch the videos. Deaf ears getting healed right there. People are getting saved. They got to minister to the 14-year-old guy, his dad, the one that got killed. He's now connected into a church. You don't see that on the news. You got to get go to the right sources. Guys, God is moving. He is moving because we're moving. Oh, God's good. Thank you, guys. I don't want to get in trouble. I left them up there the whole time last time. I moved down here because I'm still falling off. Last time I preached. The Lord reminded me of this verse. During worship. I actually heard Billy Graham preach this. Habakkuk 1.5 Look among the nations and watch. Be utterly astounded. For I will work a work in your days which you would not believe, though it were told to you. We wouldn't even believe how good it's going to be. Come on. That's what God's saying. He can tell us how good it is, but it's so good. You guys can't even believe it. I can't believe it. Because he does exceedingly more than we can ask or imagine. And I can imagine a lot. Because I daydream about the church arising. I daydream about those, the church coming forth. 
If I can do that, it's going to get really good, guys. It's going to get really good. Woo! I liked it better when the music was going. You guys seem more responsive. <laughs> Come on. No, don't. Just, we got to stay in that. I don't want to switch. I don't want to switch because what's the point? This is about, I, yeah, I spent time with the Lord this week. I feel like I have a message. I feel like we got to strengthen, equip the body. That's what we, that's what we do here at, this, at, at Windward, to equip, to strengthen. Why? Because we realize it's not about just equipping a bunch of pastors. We're equipping the saints to do the work of the kingdom, right? Oh, you guys. It's the army of the, whoa, army of the Lord. Let there be light. Let there be light. Woo! The normal Christian life, that's what we're talking about. The normal, what's the normal Christian life? Radical. Why? That is normal. See, we go, but we know the ones that are being radical, we call them the radical ones. But that is, there was never, there was never supposed to be a distinguish between you and the radical ones. I'm supposed to be radical. You're radical. You guys are radical. Hike is crazy radical, right? Come on. But let's live up to that. There, yeah. Because there's one thing. When we get first saved and you're learning, that's one thing. But anyone that's we've been saved for enough years, come. It's, it's our responsibility to move up. To move up. We have to. We've got to get past. Come on. Church, there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus, right? But when was the last time you led somebody to the Lord? Why? I don't say that because I want to condemn. I want to get excited because there's something, anyone who's never uh, got to lead somebody to the Lord is the funnest thing and most amazing thing. You want to ride away for a while, go lead somebody to the Lord. You know you do. Why? Because heaven gets excited. Because your father goes, thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. We have to realize how important that is. You just saved somebody out of hell. Yes, I said it. There's hell. We actually believe in this, in this ministry. There's, there's a hell, which God didn't make for mankind. He had no desire to send mankind there. That wasn't the point. But he also made humans, us, which is amazing, which I don't understand why, other than the fact that he wanted somebody to love him with free will. Do you, you know that? We get to love them by choice. That's why there was two trees in the garden. We go, wow, why did God do that? Because if there wasn't a choice, it's not real. Who knows that when you actually have somebody that loves you, if I didn't, if, if my wife just, just loved me, said she loved me, but she didn't actually choose to, well, that's why a lot of people don't want to have a marriage anymore. Oh, it's just a certificate. No, it's called a covenant. I actually choose that I'm going to give up my life. Whoa, isn't that what it says? Come on. Why submit to your husbands? But wait, wait, wait. Let's, oh, we got, don't stop there. The next verse, what does it say? Husbands, treat your wives as Christ treated the church. What is that? He went to the, the cross. He went to the cross. He was willing to lay his life down. It is a choice every day. It is a choice we make is to love. Where is our, what is our thought patterns? What is your thought pattern when you woke up this morning? Come on. I'm preaching to myself, guys, because this is what I do. I love it. I love working on messages because it just challenges me, and I just want to go do stuff. What, what, what is your thought pattern? Did you wake up this morning going, wow, 
today is going to be amazing. Something's about to happen. What if today, wait a minute, what if before I even get to church, God just starts breaking out miracles? What if I see somebody and I actually get to influence them? And actually, what if, oh, I have to go get gas. Bump to somebody at the gas station I can share Jesus with. I can tell you that. We got to get back. I have to get back to that. I got to get back to that. There's people all around us where you're, we have to have a mentality because that's what he was teaching his disciples. Like the kingdom needs to come through you. You're walking with Jesus in you. So are people meeting Jesus when, you, when they meet you? Oh, that's a heavy one. When they leave you, do they see Jesus? Come on. I want people to see Jesus in me. I love it. I'm working on it. I, 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 the funniest, it's fun when you, when you get the experience and, and have Jesus on you. It's not, I'm, not break, I'm breaking on Jesus here because Jesus has all hope in him and he has joy in him and he's not worried about this season. So it's interesting. I have one of my neighbors. He shows up all the time. He goes, Kevin, can I talk to you? I'm like, yeah. He's like, no, 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 just talk to me. You bring peace when you talk to me. He's this old guy just retiring from the mill right now. He knows what I stand for. He knows what I believe. He, it doesn't matter what, I don't like 100% know where he stands. We've, we've talked about it, but I don't get totally far. But he, for some reason still, even though he may disagree with some things, he still wants, he tells me. He just can't even hold it. Okay, bring me, get me peace. I, I need to calm down. I calm down. Okay. And I just tell him all the good stuff going on. Why? Because he gets to, he's not talking to me because that's not me. That's Jesus. Because I'll tell you, he asked me on days when I don't feel like it. But Jesus is like, is he going to meet you? Or are you going to meet Jesus? Me. Gee, he wants to meet. you got to meet Jesus. So guess what's happened over the years? They come to us through all their problems. No, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's so fun. His wife phoned us the other day at night and just was thanking us for something. And then Donna, we were on the phone and Donna's like, can I pray for you? She's like, yeah, you're the best neighbor, she says. I'm breaking on him, guys. And my wife. It's awesome. And she's just going off. She's like, oh, oh, oh. This is amazing, right? Why? And I'll tell you, because no one offers to pray. Ask people that talk to people out there. Val and Shauna, they do it all the time. They're off everywhere. They just, you, you guys don't know that about them because they're secret weapons all the time. They go places, they just bring joy, and the next thing they're sharing because they, they know. Once you've done it enough, you just don't care. And you really realize, like, I'm telling you, this isn't just some, people will go, oh, that's just evangelists trying to get us to do stuff. No, people are so desperate. And guess what? The first thing you say doesn't need to be Jesus. You can actually make connection because Jesus loves them. Yes, he wants them to have eternal salvation, but so often we're like, hey, do you know Jesus? They're like, huh? No. And even that works sometimes, so don't even worry about it if you want to go there. But people just want to know there's hope. People are so hungry for hope, you guys, that they're important. Exactly. You, the simplest thing is when you stop somebody, and I'll tell you, please don't, the small is not small in the kingdom. Saying, hey, walking by, hey, how you doing? Good. Hey, Jesus loves you. Huh? And they keep on walking. You have no idea what that does. Because you'd be surprised how many people are never told anyone loves them. Most people don't know. And the crazy thing is, and I, I have to fight this too, because you think in North America everyone knows about Jesus, but most people don't anymore. They especially don't know that he loves. Come on. We need to be expecting miracles. We need to be expecting God to move. 
He actually wants to heal all of us. Not just in miracles, in the sense of our bodies, but he actually wants us to live out sozo, complete salvation, mind, body, and spirit. You guys, we have an incredible ministry called sozo here. Talk to some people that have done it. It's their testimonies, not mine, but their testimonies. It's freedom. There's freedom, and you have to choose every day to believe it again. You guys, the walk of a believer is either hear what Jesus says, listen to yourself, which is the devil, telling you lies. Because guess what? The devil hates that you're getting to look like him. I look like the Father, not him. No, do you guys? I say it all the time. We are the biggest insult to the devil. You guys realize that? He fell, he got kicked out because he wanted to look and be like God. And then we are made, and all of a sudden I go, I'm going to make you in my image. That's what God says. You're made in the image of God. That's crazy. No, think about it. We just, oh, we're so doctrinated. Oh, yeah, 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 we're made in the image of God. No, we're made in the image of created, the uncreated one. The uncreated one. We look like him. And guess what? The devil's there in the garden. He sees, what in the world is going on? They got what I have. I hate them. You hate, that's why he hates you guys. He hates me. Because you got what he wanted. And you didn't have to pay for it. Oh, I, I, I don't know if we're going to ever understand everything in, in eternity. But I'm curious if we were actually always just made up for this. <laughs> you know, he wants our love. But you know what I mean? Like, God Almighty is like, hmm. Because remember, we're made like him, and that's what I would think. I'm like, hey, I'm going to really mess him up. But we have to believe that God is good 100% of the time. This 99.9 thing, I know I grew up in the, in, in the church, and we were always told, oh, do you remember that old saying? If you would you drink something with 1% junk and poison in it? No, well, no. Well, that's the old saying. It's 100% or nothing. We need to look 100%. We have to believe 100% of time that God is good, and he has the best interest for you. All the time. And it doesn't always look like the new sports car, the new house, the new this, the new that. No, sometimes he goes, I don't, I know better for you that if I give you that, you're going to be so sidetracked that you're going to go off. I've been there. I won't get into it. I had three major car accidents, and one of them was because of that. Another one, freak accidents. And if you talk to Literally, within 24 hours, I had gotten this car that I dreamt to, dreamt to have. I bought it, and, it, and I was at a time I was fired up. I was going to everything, and we were praying. We are on the streets. But as soon as I got that car, that was my focus. It became like my God. I'll be honest. In the midst of a greatest time, one of the greatest times of my life, and all of a sudden, I end up, after some situations, we were having, driving real fast. doesn't matter. But I'm with my friend, and I end up at one spot, and the Spirit of the Lord hits me because, I, because, because it was a good season. And I got convicted. I got condemned. I got convicted. And I remember so clearly. I said, God, take anything that's before, before you away from me. In less than 24 hours, that car was written 100% off. Did God do that? I asked for something. I don't have the understanding completely because I don't believe he wanted me to be injured. But he did know what was best for me. And he allowed what I needed because I asked him to. He wouldn't, have, he wouldn't have done that if I didn't ask. 
He's not looking around trying to go, oh, I'm going to knock you out. Yeah, not at all. That's 100% against what God is. But guess what? I knew right away. I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> and guess what? God did heal me miraculously days later, like miraculously. But you know, oh, I'm th- actually going to quickly share this testimony that I'm injured. I'm frustrated. Okay, fired up, doing all this stuff. Get my dream car. I'm having fun. I only had it for a week and a half. Um, he does a quick work, right? Now I'm injured. So now it's amazing how fired up you can be. That's valid. I used to be so zealous. I, I was all fired up, but as soon as you're injured, you're like, eh, this hurts. Oh, all I could think of was, oh, this hurts so bad, and I heard this and that. Oh, it can, let's just be out, right? Come on, you guys. I was pushing in, and the Lord, and I still was grumbling. And a friend of mine, he goes, Kevin, we got to go to uh, Pacific Life Bible College um, in Surrey there. He goes, we're speaking there. You've got to come. Because at that time, we'd go everywhere and just lay hands on people. Because those were the days where everyone's like, dropping in these youth meetings and all this stuff. So this big meeting, and I, I forgot we we're supposed to be there. And I'm like, I'm not going. I'm mad. I'm frustrated. I'm, I'm not doing good right now. He's like, you have to come. I said, okay. I can't drive. Physically, I can't. So I said, if my a friend of ours that was in Abbotsford, because he's already in Surrey, I said, hey, if he can pick me up right away, because i got to leave in the next half an hour, then it'll be fine. I phoned the guy, yep, I'm on my way, pick you up now. I'm like, what? I'm whining all the way in the car, guys. You can ask this, Manuel Figaro. You can ask him. You can ask him. He'll remember everything. We're driving, he's driving there, and I'm like, ah, nah, 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 this. right? How could this be? This is frustrating. I need to do stuff for God, but I'm injured. So I get there. They bring me in the prayer room, because you have to it was a good meeting. They put me in there. They're all like, ah, and I'm like, yes, Lord. And I'm like, nothing happens. I'm like, oh, Lord, what's going on? So then I get there. We're in worship, and I'm just standing there because I love worshiping, but I'm just standing because I'm in pain and I'm frustrated. And then Nick gets up there, and he's like, he starts the meeting. He was doing a transition. No, he was doing, starting with the service. He's like, yes, you guys, this is going to be amazing. It's a big youth rally. He's like, yes, and by the way, my friend Kevin's here. He's going to lay hands on everybody tonight, and the fire of God's coming. I'm like, what? I seriously was mad. You can ask. This is the people that I was frustrated. I'm like, are you kidding me? You're asking me to do what? Do you not know God? Don't you know? That's what I told him. I said, God, don't you know? He says, get over yourself, Kevin. Clearly, he said that. He said, get over yourself. Start worshiping. I said, I can't worship you. My arms. So I'm, I'm just being real. And the next thing you know, I'll be honest, I don't even understand how it changed. I got caught up in worship. The next thing I was like this, and everyone's like, Kevin, your arms are in the air. I'm like, what happened? I have no idea. Never felt tingles. Nothing. My arm was just, I was all healed. Done. Right there. The praise him to the glory. And guess what? That night was awesome. We laid hands on everybody and it was nuts. But I had to get out of the way. I felt to share that because there's some of us that are getting caught up in things that are consuming us. We got to get out of the way. He wants to come in his miracle power. He wants to come with the kingdom of heaven. Oh. There is no substitution for spending time with God. If you've got to look like him, you've got to spend time with him. I better get a verse in here. Matthew 6.33. So above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him, then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. That's the Passion Translation. Did you hear that? So above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom. So when we talk about the kingdom, let's unpack the What's the kingdom? It's heaven, right? But is 
Jesus the kingdom? Yes. Is the Holy Spirit the kingdom? Yes. Is the Father the kingdom? Yes. You can't separate that. There is no kingdom without God. So when we pray that thy kingdom come, you're actually you're saying, God, have your way. Come with everything who you are because you are everything. We're nothing without him. Have you ever just dwelt on that? If he stops thinking about you, do you even exist? Because he constantly thinks about you. No, honestly, if he stops thinking, would we even know ever heard of you and known of you? I don't think so. I don't think you exist because we're out of him. We need to chase after him. We need to stop living out of the old wineskins. We need the new wine today. You guys, I'm not putting, I love hearing stories of people that have done incredible things and been part of incredible moves of God. I love it because it stirs us up. I read, I love reading the old revivalists. I love reading Smith Wigglesworth. I love reading uh, Catherine Coleman. I love Orwell. I love that stuff. But you know, when you read that stuff and actually read the real stuff of their stuff, they always are like, you need to go get it yourself. There's no substitution. There's no substitution. You have to. If I could be, honestly, this morning, that is the most important thing if I can get into somebody's mind right now. There's no substitution or quick way. It's spending time with him. It's called relationship. We have to get to know him. We have to spend time with our Savior. We have to look into his eyes. You got to know this word. Come on, church. We got to know what this is. It needs to flow out of you. Read it. Memorize it. Oh, I want to, I'm so thankful I was raised in an amazing Baptist and men, Mennonite church. We had to read, and, and I went to Christian schools all my life, and we had to read, memorize so much of the verses. At the time, I didn't like it. Other than Sunday school teacher would bring us to Canucks games if we did enough. Then that was awesome. But what does it take? We need to know the word, guide. The church needs to know the real word. Not what we think's in the Bible. Or we heard a message. You guys, I love messages. I, I'm thankful that you guys are listening right now. But there's something better than a message. It's when you spend time in the Word. It's when you get to eat. Because guess what? What's better? You go eat the fresh fruit coming out of the Bible, out of the Word into your life, or just my regurgitated stuff? Let's just be honest. Hopefully it comes out nicely. Kind of gross. I shouldn't have said that. But it's kind of true, isn't it? We need, we need teaching. We need to grow. It's awesome. I don't want to put that down. But we need to have relationship with Jesus. He spent time with his disciples. It's interesting. Before he goes to the cross, he doesn't have a big meeting. Have you ever studied that? He goes and spends time with those that were close to him. Why? Because he knew that if he spent time with them, they could go out to the world. Acts 2.22, Peter continued, people of Israel, listen to the facts. Jesus the victorious was a man on a divine mission whose authority was clearly proven for you. Know how God performed many powerful miracles. For you know how God performed many powerful miracles, signs and wonders through him. Jesus only could do what the Father was doing. It was Jesus. Did you guys know that? Jesus himself only did what the Father was doing. Now this is something. So Jesus is what? Fully God and fully man, right? Well, that's a whole deep one we can go into. Do you guys understand that? Who, who understands that fully? You do? Come on. We got to talk later. That's good. <laughs> no, I don't mean that. <laughs> it, it, he gave up his right, his right, you guys, 
He is holy. Jesus came fully God, but he gave up his right to function as completely God. He had to. Why? This is so important, guys. I know we teach it, and Brent's taught it, but we have to continue to teach it because it takes our onus back to us. He had to do that so that he could do it, demonstrate what you can do. Because if it's the other way, if he just came as God fully and just, then how are we supposed to do what he did? He's God. We can't, we're not, we, 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 we haven't had that, but guess what happened? Let's break this down. Let's just break this thing down a bit. John 5, 19, so Jesus said, I speak to you timeless truth. The Son is not able to do anything from himself or through my own initiative. This is Jesus just proven out of the word. It's not just Kevin's words now. So Jesus said, I speak to you this timeless truth. What's timeless? Forever. It was for 2020. The son is not able to do anything from himself or through my own initiative. I only do the works that I see the father doing, for the son does the same works as his father. He chose to live with the limitations that we have. What was he doing? He, he was demonstrating what a man could do when they're redeemed. When we're redeemed, are we redeemed? By what? The blood of the Lamb. Jesus took away all our excuses. What's the distinctions of his humanity? Let's talk about that. He had no sin to separate him from the Father. None. None. Two, he was completely dependent on the power of the Holy Spirit working through him. See, this is huge. We have to, I know we've heard it before and I could feel it right away. It's like, oh, this is like a little more deeper. No. It's a simple truth, but we go over it so fast. Jesus had no sin. Number one, very important. Two, he was completely dependent on the power of the Holy Spirit working through him. Jesus was. So what about we are we were sinners cleansed by the power of what? Jesus. Through his sacrifice, he has successfully dealt with the power and effect of sin for all who believe. Nothing now separates us from the Father. There remains only one issue that needs to be settled. How dependent are, are, are we on the Holy Spirit? And how are willing are we to live in that place of surrender? Uh-oh. Come on. This is what challenges Oh, I, I live just, I, I think about this a lot because God reminds me all the time, he said, Kevin, you do it. We go, God, I need you to do something. Step forward. Declare it. Be something. You're an ambassador. You bring the kingdom. Are you relying on the Father? What am I doing right now? But that's a big key right there. What am I doing right now? Are you even asking before we jump? I love it. We say, jump off. Jump and jump out of the boat and walk on the water. Make sure you ask first. Is that what he's asking you? Or is he saying, hey, stay in the boat and tell the people to, and, and get up in front of everybody and tell the storm to be calm? There's a reason why he did miracles always different. So that we couldn't have a formula. We love formulas. We even make up formulas in the church all the time. We do it. Oh, how come they get healed? Well, maybe it's this one, maybe this one. Maybe. I love what Todd White, oh man, I get myself in trouble here, but he breaks so much theology. Because we, I, I, I believe, wow, I think they didn't get healed because of unforgiveness. Actually, Jesus just prayed for people all the time. And they didn't, he didn't say, hey, you need to be forgiven first. No, he just stepped into their lives and something happened. The crazy thing is that, that, that I've seen it and I've lived it and, and Todd always shares about it. That's, he, he lives it. You watch it. 
Jeremy, have you ever prayed for somebody who doesn't know Jesus and you see them get healed? Yeah. Why? Because it's not dependent on them to know. Because Jesus paid for them already. He paid for it already. He's not waiting. It's crazy because he loves the whole world. He wants them to know him now intimately. They're, miracles aren't like, oh, yeah, it's all about the miracle. No, it's about the demonstration so they opens their eyes. Because he loves them. That's the heart. You guys, he loves every one of us, even though you're not, if somebody's not saved. Isn't that amazing? He loves everyone, no matter what. Remember being redeemed. Now, this is, isn't like having a genie. The church so often operates with God like a genie. Right? You get what I'm saying? It's like all of a sudden, oh, I need a miracle. Now, Japan. Oh, why, why didn't it happen, God? Well, because you haven't spent time with me. Are you even seeing me or are you doing this for yourself? Miracles, prophetic words, words of knowledge aren't a bunch of trophies to run around and tell, hey, did you see my trophy? You know what I did the other day? That's the opposite. You'd be surprised. It happens less. It's interesting. I watch. I've been, I've been saved long enough and I've been part of things enough. It's interesting when people first get saved, God allows that. Because he gets to get you excited. Because usually that's not even really your heart anyways. You're just so excited. Ah, he did it through me! But later on when it becomes about you, it's some reason things don't happen. I love it. A, a great revival, Smith Wigglesworth. If you study like what he, he, he learned so well, is that when he would actually go to pray somebody and say he's praying for Donna, and he would go to pray, he learned not to look at her issues. He would look for Jesus. He'd wait till Jesus showed up and he'd look at Jesus. And he, and he didn't care and he'd pray. Because he wasn't focused because he's like, Jesus, you do your work. Because he knows it's not. We have to realize it's not us. You can't do anything more to make him love you. And I know that's cliche. We say that all the time. But it's true, church. You can't. And the thing is, is once you actually spend time with him, you realize that. Because he just says, you're amazing, Michael. You're amazing, Nancy. You're amazing, Sarah. You're amazing. I love you. That's all he cares about. He doesn't even, he's not even worried. This is the cool thing. He's like, Michael, you need to go tell this person about me. He doesn't because what happens is you spend time with him and you can't help it because it's your best friend. It comes out of exactly. Oh, I heard something. You can't because we need the Holy Spirit to fill us. You can't judge your feeling by how filled you are. You judge by your overflow because we were never meant just to hold it. We were meant to overflow. And it's interesting. Go, Why do you need to be baptized in the Spirit again and constantly being filled? Because you're giving it away. You're pouring out. The thing is, he will continually fill you if you allow him to. The kingdom is at hand. It's here. It's now. But you bring the kingdom. You guys. Your words, your words can change history. Well, they're just words. You tell me, just name it, claim it. No, I'm not. Because when the Father says it, he can do it. That's why I love it. Have you guys, oh, I pushed it a little bit last time, but that chosen show, I love it. I just love any depiction of watching Jesus. And I know, again, a clarify, I don't know if it's 100%. It's, it's not 100% accurate. They're doing their best, okay? But I love it because everything he does, you noticed. Because sometimes in my mind, we, I think of Jesus running around going, bam, bam, right? Because that's just my personality. And so, but I love it. He goes and he's got uh, his Peter, uh, Peter's wife and he's like, I'm a mother-in-law. And he's like, father? Because we're, we're just supposed to be conduits of heaven. We bring heaven wherever we go. We bring heaven. 
I say it, but we have to start believing it, that where I go, things change. Where you go, things change. We, get it. we, we here at Winter love Bethel Church. We love it. If you don't like it, too bad. We do. But if you study how you guys, these guys, all they did, uh, Bill Johnson calls it the great experiment. What do you mean the great experiment? They were just trying things. And when they, Bill just started realizing, hey, I leak places. But he just started practicing, and he would teach the school. He'd teach it around him. How about you when you go somewhere, you actually expect God to move? And it doesn't mean you have to even say anything. How about you actually believe that where you tread, things happen? If you're the light of the world, expect light to make darkness move. And they started experimenting. And guess what? Testimonies are amazing. And also we have testimonies. We're starting a school here in uh, September. That's one of the most exciting things what I, I'm excited about is the testimonies in the school because we're going to push this. What we're doing right here is what we're going to push. If you want, be, a constant because if you don't, until you find out who you are, it doesn't matter. We can teach you to prophesy. We can teach you to lay hands on the side. But until you know who you are in Christ, as a son or a daughter for real, when you wake up in the morning and say, oh, devil, watch out. I'm awake. It's awesome. We, uh, we have this thing Donna made for Kezia. It's in her room, and it's basically saying, watch out. This, when she awakes, the world's going to get rocked, right? But we need to create that. Oh, I'm getting convicted because I want to go after more. I want to go more outside of, of this place. Like, I want to get more stuff happening. Why? Because I want to see the kingdom move. Because, you know what? I've been done so much that when you do it, you get so excited. And we get so busy and go, oh, I'm in a rush. No, no, stop for a moment. Pray for somebody. Encourage somebody. Let's start them young. I love it. Yesterday, Don was out picking berries, and I had Elisha home with me. And uh, he was actually in the other room. This, you guys, God just loves his children, right? I'm listening to Todd White. Oh, I just love listening. Because if you want to get riled up, just listen to Todd, right? Well, you got to feed. I love feeding myself. Right? I'm listening to Todd share testimonies after testimony after testimony miracles. And so he's sharing, and Elisha comes in. He's like, Dad, can you come watch this? Bring that into, the, into where he's playing his video games. I'm like, no, if you want to come, you come. Because you're hungry, right? Oh, well, he's going to stay now, and he wants to watch this. Guess what starts happening? Dad, can we go do this right now? Do you think I could do that? I'm like, 100% you can. We do. We have a rule with our kids. If they ask us to pray for somebody, when they see something, we do it. We'll do it. He does, Judah's a riot. He'll do it. Elisha will do it. Kezia, Lily, we haven't, like she, well, she does. She just blesses people when she walks around and loves on them. Yeah. Okay, for example, because our church knows little Kezia, my little daughter. She does. She brings a little joy. That's what you do. You may be an adult, but that, that joy that, you, that, he, that these little kids bring to you, you're actually doing in the world. When you're at Superstore and you go, hey, oh, how you doing? Man, just want to, it's a good day, isn't it? There's something comes over them. Why? Not because they're just words. It's because you are a blood-bought, fired-up, believing, fire-breathing Jesus follower carrying the kingdom of God in you, and you don't realize you're bigger than your, your body right here. You've you got a spirit that is huge, and you've got a, a metron, which is your influence around you, that when you move, all of a sudden you bring heaven, and they don't know what it is, and the darkness on them has to flee, right? Is that what it says? It's running, and they're going, whoa, what happened to me? They don't even have words. And I'll tell you what I just did. Do you see what I just did there? I got people, people got excited in the room. That's what you got to do before you get to the superstore. That's what you got to do on the spot. You choose. I choose to say, okay, 
This is intimidating, but I'm not worrying about that, God, because what, what did you do for me again? Oh, you died for me. Oh, yeah, what did you do for me again? Oh, you bled for me, and you gave me everything. I have the keys. You gave back the keys to me, and I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm filled with spirit. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, because you know what? You are. This isn't self-talk. This is just believing what the Bible already says about you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. You guys, there is so much going on, but we have the answer. It's the simple truth. We got the answer, and the world's looking for it. They're looking for it. It's actually interesting to you. Some of the news that has come out, people, I don't know if you've seen, I think Brent mentioned, like the sports guy was getting interviewed, and he just starts talking about Jesus, and it's like, whoa, people are just excited. They don't even know why. They're like, whoa, okay. Like, think about it. You got a guy like we've talked before, Kanye West. He gets saved, and all of a sudden he's sharing stuff. You're like, whoa, what? Because people are just like, wow, okay, now they're singing songs. It's so fun. You know what's the best part for us when Kanye West started writing these Christian songs? Is our kids came home singing, think being cool at school now instead of they didn't know any of the songs before. <laughs> right? We need that because they're influencers. They're influencers. Well, I'm going to wind down here, but, but I hardly got going here. Oh, my word. I'm on next week, so we'll keep going from here. Yeah, because we've got to talk about being commissioned. But, um... We have to start realizing and remembering that God just wants to move through us every day. It's not about waiting for another evangelist. It's not waiting for another miracle worker. It's not working. No, I, I hear it. They're like, oh, so so-and-so, when's he coming back so that he can pray for my injury? I'm like, huh? Well, are we not good enough? Well, think about it. I understand. I'm so thankful that there's men and women that have paid a price that have paid a price. There is a price. It's called spending time. What's the most valuable thing you have in life right now? It's, it's time. And it does take something. Can I be really real? There's things I want to do this weekend. And the Lord says, Kevin, you can do that or you can, you can believe for something greater for Sunday. Spend time with me. Oh, I had to fight my flesh. Well, I know I could do it anyways, Lord. Well, I know. Or do you want, me to, or do you want to spend time with me? How are you, you're going to preach a message about spending time with me. You better be spending time with me. No. It's true. We need to stop living off the old wineskins. We got to, honestly, guys, we love the charismatic Pentecost church. Teach us how to move in our gifts. Guys, move out of intimacy. Man, when you get around somebody that, it, like, the gifted people are amazing, but when they are people how to move out of intimacy... It's lethal because you feel the kingdom. You feel the love. It surrounds you. I love gifts. Earnestly desire the gifts. It's awesome. I'm not, not saying they're bad. I'm saying there's a level higher. Because you get to enter, when you move on in your gifts through intimacy, it's less messy. Mm. And just remember the kingdom of God looks different than so many others. Oh, I got to get going here. Too much time. But think about it. Oh, the Lord's just been reminding me so much about in Scripture. I brought it up last time, but how often we read the Bible knowing the answer. And it's so crazy because we, we, we we're so used to Jesus um, all, knowing what's going to happen, everything that's going to happen. But the disciples didn't know what was going to happen. It's a journey. It's a faith walk. The, even the, the Pharisees, actually, why they were missing it. 
You guys, the best part, Satan missed it. What, what do you mean by that? Because he thought the Messiah was going to come and build a big castle and, and sit on his throne and, and look like the world looks. You get what I'm saying? Because you guys realize that if, if Satan would have known how it was going to happen, he would have killed every person to make sure that Jesus didn't get on that, uh, get on that cross. He didn't want him on the cross. He thought he was taking out Jesus. Well, uh, what? I'm confused. Uh, no. Yeah, because he didn't know. You read the whole story. He didn't know what was going on. He thought he was taking out Jesus. He thought he just messed up God's plan. Well, he can't be that dumb. Yeah, he's the one that got kicked out. He is. He's a lot of pride. But I think sometimes, guys, we, we even misunderstand what the kingdom of God looks like here. We right away, right away, I love revival. Oh, it's, it's, it's the masses in the churches. I don't know. I hope there is. I hope that when the light shines, there's more people gathering as saints. I do, 100%. But it might look different. It might look like you guys hang out with each other and stirring each other up, having small groups at your home. That's why we do life groups. Whoa, and actually, wait a minute. It's not just supposed to be. I do know what it's supposed to look like community because the Bible says it is. Because we need to stir each other up. You guys want to stand? God, you're so good. I want to declare over people here today. I just, I just so strongly felt when I was preparing, and I don't even know how it was going to fit in, so I'm just throwing it in at the end. I just feel so strongly that there's many of us that just need to, to get back into that declaration, to that faith. Just like I was saying, we didn't, they didn't know the answers. There's so many. Gideon didn't know what was going to happen when they busted the, the, the lanterns. He didn't know. We know the story, so it's so easy to say, wow, Gideon. Gideon, the valiant one. That, no, the, no, he was the scary one. No, God calls him the valiant one. It's the scripture. The valiant one? Come on. Joshua had to lead his people around and dance, go around the, uh, Jericho. That's where I felt like today. I felt so strongly that we're like on the seventh day. We're on the seventh day and we're getting and we're wrestling. We're wrestling because, because the Jericho news says crazy people keep on walking around and nothing's happening. <laughs> Do you not think they were getting ridiculed? They were walking around looking like fools. But guess what they were doing? What the Father said to do. That's the cost. Sometimes we get asked to do things that don't look too fun. But I'm telling you, there's something. The walls are coming down. The walls are coming down because guess why? Because we brought the kingdom. That's what happened that day. The kingdom came. The kingdom manifested. And what happens when heaven came? The walls come down. Guess why? Because what's in there? The promised land. The promised land. Come on, we got to start declaring and being truth. We got to expect things that are supernatural. We got to, you guys, the Israelites didn't know that water came from a rock until it happened. There's things in your life today that it's, we have to step over and say, I don't get it, but you said to walk around again, I'm going to walk around. You said hit the rock, I'll hit the rock. Oh, no, this time you want me to, I've seen that before. I remember when you came through that, so I'm going to try that again. God, it's not working. Whoa, wait a minute. Spend time with him. Oh, today is the time you just need to speak to the rock for water. We have to know. But guess what the crazy thing is? There isn't one answer for everyone. Well, there is. It's Jesus. But there isn't one way of doing it for every one of you. 
Every one of you have your own battles. Every one of you have to walk and say, I declare I'm going to see those, those, those walls come down. Jesus. Lord, we just thank you right now. We just thank you that the walls are coming down. I just I was told to declare it. The walls are coming down today because as we worship him, as we declare him, when we look to Jesus upon the throne, Lord, that when we actually, like they did, put the Ark of the Covenant up front, put the worship up front, they put the place of what mattered, him, in front. And the world may say, you look foolish. You look crazy. You believe in something you can't see. But the thing was, that day, the Israelites saw the truth. They saw those walls fall down. They saw the Lord. They saw heaven come and, and move on their behalf. And I declare that over here, people, over you today. I declare that over today. I declare over today. I declare that over today. It is a day to walk into your promised land. Why? Because he did it already. Right now, I just break off a lot. Oh, I didn't pray enough. I didn't do enough. I didn't do this enough. Oh, no, no. Right now, you just get to step forward in the promised land. Even by faith, take a step forward. You just buy because of his goodness, because of what Jesus did, you get to step into your promised land. You get to be heaven on earth. Heaven on earth. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Let there be life. I just want to declare something. Lord Jesus, I just pray right now. I thank you, Lord, for such a time as this, Lord God. I thank you for making a way. There is no way right now, right now in Jesus' name. I just see right now uh, a child coming back. Come on. I see some parents standing on the hill with Jesus saying, I'm Come back, those who do not know me. Come on. He's there. There's kids coming back. There's family members coming back. I declare that right now. I declare that right now. But they're not just coming back. They're coming back to be fully restored. Lord, I just thank you right now. I just declare, um, even in there, I just feel like there's some business decisions right now. I pray, Lord God, you're going to make a way where there's no way because you're the great way maker. <laughs> no, for real. Lord, I just decree. Come on. Stand with us. Decree right now. Debt's paid off. Come on. Debt's paid off supernaturally. We had a testimony in the prayer room this morning. Somebody said, hey, I haven't worked since April, but my bank account's bigger than it ever was. Because God is not bound by the things of this world. Heaven is not worried about getting bankrupted. It can't be. The only time that happened was when Jesus left. But he's back. And he's giving it to us. Lord, we just say thank you. And I want you to end and say, Lord, kingdom, your kingdom come, your will be done. And I pray that every person that goes home, everyone watching, anybody that's part of this right now, Lord God, that you would release a grace. I pray right now to create a grace over them right now that they would experience you. And there'd be a grace to say, uh-oh, I'm just going to take some time. Just start with a little time. Don't worry about the minutes, people. Don't worry about what it looks like. Just stop once in a while. Just say, hey, Lord, use me. You guys, that's a good prayer. Use me. Use me, exactly. Use me. In Jesus' name, amen.